More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, Relationship Reboot. Relationships can be complicated, and getting along with other people, no matter who they are, is never easy. Let us help you break through those relationship barriers and build more grace-filled connections. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life Relationship Reboot. Relationships, let's face it, with anybody can be complicated. And getting along with other people, no matter who they are or how close they are to us, is never easy. In fact, sometimes the closer they are, the harder it is to get along with them. I was going to say exactly (laughs) that. Exactly that. So we want to help you break through those relationship barriers and build more grace-filled connections. The number, 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Call up and share. Are you having a hard time getting along with someone you care about? Maybe conflict is undermining your connection. Maybe you're having a difficult time getting past a particular hurt or slight that's come between you. Or maybe you just don't know what's wrong, and you're not sure how to heal whatever is coming between you and this person you care about. Whoever it is, whatever the situation is, let us help you reboot that relationship in the light of God's grace. Again, the number, 877-573-7825. Let's talk about this idea of the closer somebody (laughs) is to us, the harder that relationship can be. Because we, as humans, can be very, very good at superficial relationships. You know, we're great at just chatting with somebody in the pickup line at school or at work or at donut time after mass. It's it's great. We can put on that persona that facade and we can just be you know great people with no interaction problems whatsoever and then we have to deal with the people who are closest to us our parents our spouses or significant people in our lives our children our siblings people who know us who might be able to see through that facade and we can see through theirs or we want to see through theirs you know maybe we have those close people in our lives who hold those relationship titles of parent sibling spouse child whatever we feel close about and they're not letting us in they're keeping up that facade they will not be close to us in the way we need them to be close to us vulnerability 
and true closeness that God calls us to can be scary, can be hard to break through all our defenses or all that other person's defenses or their brokenness or our brokenness. It all makes being truly close the way God wants us to be with one another really difficult. And sometimes the facades that we're keeping up actually keep us from being close to God. We try to pretend we're fine. We try to pretend we're pious. And we don't really give our real hearts, our real vulnerability, even to our relationship with God. What's making it hard to get along with somebody that you care about, to really be your best self or help them to be their best self in the midst of a relationship that might have conflict that's undermining the connection you want to make or they're trying to make with you? Are you having a hard time getting past particular hurts or slights in the past or in the recent present, you know, the just it just happened and it's frying you out. Maybe you don't know what's wrong and you aren't sure how to heal what's coming between you. Well, we can help you reboot that relationship with God's grace today on More to Life if you give us a call at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Whether it's conflict coming between you and that person you care about, or a particular hurt or slight that's getting in the way, or, you know, sometimes we don't even know why the relationship is broken down and we're not sure what to do to heal it. If any of those things describe you, give us a call at 877-573-7825. We'll help you get that relationship back on track with whoever it is. With that, uh, every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And for folks who aren't aware of what that is, um, St. John Paul, when he was Pope, gave a series of reflections over the course of about five years showing how creation can reveal God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. The theology of the body reminds us that the primary work of building the kingdom of God involves building real communities of love between us and the people we share our life with. Seeking to understand another person, especially when it's difficult, is what allows communication to become communion. Really listening to each other is hard, but if loving another person means helping them become everything God created them to be, then love begins with taking the time to really listen to each other so that we know what each person needs to grow and to flourish. You know, the more difficult a conversation is, and the more important we feel it is to get our point across, the more important it is to listen to the other person's needs, to their concerns, to their perception of what we're saying, and the reasons they might be having a hard time hearing us. And that can be tough, right? So when we find ourselves experiencing any communication breakdown in a relationship, the first thing we really need to do is pray. You know, right there in that moment and say, God, please give me your heart to love this person the way you want me to love them. Give me your ears to hear their concerns. Give me the words to say that would help me attend to their needs while communicating my own needs as well. And if we can pray like that, God can use every conversation we're into 
Help us grow in virtues like self-control, respect, compassion, love. Cultivating a spirit of understanding isn't just good for our relationships. It's actually a spiritual exercise that allows us to love each other as we love ourselves. And today on More to Life, if that communication is broken down between you and someone you care about, and you know who I'm talking about, that person that you really do, that really is important to you, um, but you're not getting along the way you'd like. I mean, it could be your spouse, but it could be really anybody. It could be your friend. It could be a brother or sister. It could be your adult kid uh, or even a smaller kid. Yeah, you know, that's the very is, hard. It can know. be somebody at work who you don't really care that they're important in you know, your overall personal life, but they are important in your day-to-day work life, and you're thinking, I can't break through this barrier. I do not know what is going on between me and this person or how to fix it, and it's frustrating. If you've got somebody in your life where you'd like to be closer, you'd like to heal the relationship or at least make it work better and you're just frustrated about it, well, let us help you today to apply new skills and God's grace to that situation, that relationship. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Well, let's take our concerns to the Lord, and then we'll start taking your questions. In the name of the The Father, Father, and the the Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we bring to you those people in our lives who are important to us for some reason, um, but but, but are difficult to get along with for whatever reason. (laughs) Those relationships where we've experienced some kind of breakdown, either because of conflict and the difficulty of seeing eye to eye, or past hurts or slights that may be intentional or not, or even in some cases, we don't know why those relationships have broken down, and we're not sure how to heal them. We ask you, Lord, to pour your grace into those situations, to help us to love those people the way you want us to love them, to give us your ears so that we can hear their concerns, and give us the words to speak that would pour healing into each other's hearts so that we can Build your kingdom through all of our relationships, as your servant, St. John Paul, reminded us was our mission. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and in the name of the the Father, the the Son, and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, Relationship Reboot. I mean, let's face it, relationships, you know, they're complicated. And getting along with other people, no matter who they are, is never easy. And in fact, the closer they are to us, sometimes the harder it is to get along with them. So if you are struggling to make that connection, whether it's with a spouse, your children, young or adult children, uh, brothers and sisters, your parents, uh, a friend, a co-worker, or your employer, <laughs> we are here to help you heal the cutoffs, the challenges, the struggles that you're facing in those relationships, and help you find graceful ways to build those connections. 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. That's eight seven seven five seven three seventy eight twenty five. So you mean humans? You know, uh, yeah, if we're yeah, having yeah. a hard time with another yeah. human. Yeah, we're we're difficult as humans, aren't we? Because we keep our own fears, our own insecurities, our own anger, our own sinfulness all bottled up in this human form, and we have to try to work it out with other humans who are doing the same thing. And even when, even if we're both people of faith, people, even people who are going to confession constantly, eh, we're still dealing with all that vulnerability, all of that stuff. 
and it gets difficult. It really can. So don't think that if you're struggling, you're failing or you're weird or you're whatever. It, no, you're human and God wants to be there to help us heal not only our own inner stuff, but that relationship stuff that we all are called. Not that we have to deal with every day, but as we were saying, Greg, that we were called to deal with every day. Because guess what, folks? It's not about just living here. We're all, please Jesus, going to be living in a communion of saints together forever. So we need to work yeah, out that, those Yeah, that's something that's important to keep in mind. You know, um, getting to heaven. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't just involve our relationship with God, right? It, it involves how we relate to the people in our lives because we're meant, we're destined to be united with God and the communion of saints. Mm-hmm. So the, all those people we struggle with now, we're going to be spending eternity with, hopefully, through God's mercy. Um, and the more we spend our time and energy learning how to build those healthy, intimate, vital, godly relationships in this life, um, the 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 more we are prepared for the next life to enter into that communion of saints, uh, which is really incredibly important. Yeah, and it so, is. It is. It's not just important, but it has to do with how we're living here and how it affects each of our souls. You know, us and that person that we're dealing with. So we are really called to not just you know bury it or ignore it, but to really bring it to God and get the skills we need to do anything we can to improve it. And if that's weighing on your heart today, give us a call at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. With that, let's uh, go to our uh, first caller of the day. Who's up, Lisa? We're going to Tiffany, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Illinois. Hi, Tiffany. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hi. Um, well, I've been having a hard time lately, um, trying to figure out, um, what I should do. I've been wanting to, um, switch over to, uh, convert to the Catholic faith. And, um, my grandmother raised me missionary. Um, we had, I went to Groveland Missionary and it was a real small church. Um, I was raised on my stepfather's side as Episcopalian and, um, I never went through any type of catechism or anything like that, mm-hmm. but I do um, agree with a lot of your um, beliefs, and um, you know, I would I would definitely like to be able to go to confession. The only problem is, is my grandmother has a huge thing against Catholics. I don't know mm. why, um, but she's my heart, and um, it's been really hard to figure out what I should do because I feel like her and my son are going a different route and their morals and values aren't the same like they used to be and Mm. I'm hoping that my son would convert with me but at this point I don't I don't know what's going to happen um but I really am struggling with this uh, and, and just to, so I understand, when you say that their morals and values are different from you, you mean because they're more aligned with, with the, 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 what you were calling the missionary church or, or something else entirely? What, what, what are you referring to? Yes. Uh, well, my son has, um, in the past couple of years, has gone agnostic, which he's okay. still young. He's 21. He's still finding mm-hmm. himself. I can, I can work on him. Who I'm really concerned about 
is my grandmother because she's 83 years old and she is set in her ways. So, um, in fact, I believe that my grandfather was possibly passed away because she would not let him go to the St. Francis Hospital that was available in our town. She took him to the Methodist one and he passed away because the heart doctors were not at that particular hospital i can't say for sure but she argued with the emts when they were taking him from the house so um, so so she's so opposed to catholicism that she wouldn't even let your grandfather go to the the catholic hospital yes and i don't understand that because a lot of the things i've been taught are the same things that you guys teach so yeah and and there could be a myriad of reasons for it but let me ask you this tiffany so you're you're hearing more about the faith, you're interested in the Catholic faith, there are things that are really calling to your heart. Have you yourself talked to God and asked him what he wants you to do, where he wants you to be? I have um recently in the past week. Um and, and what are you what are you yeah, sensing from him? He well he wants me to go I believe to at least experience mass. Um okay in my town um, because I haven't been, I haven't been to an actual Catholic mass. I've been to Episcopalian and I don't know how, I mean, they seem like they're kind of similar, but I know there's different, different things mm-hmm. with them. But um, I was sure. so young, you know, I was under 12 yeah. and, you, you know, sure. I just, I, I just want to kind of get my foot in the door and at least yeah. experience. Of course. Yeah. The, and let's go the, back the to the fact that good for you, Tiffany, you, Talked to God about it. And I want you to keep talking to God about it and see what you're sensing. And right now you gave me a definitive answer. You want to go and experience Mass. He wants you to get a foot in the door. Why don't we start with that? You don't have to tell Grandma about it. You don't have to tell your son about it. You have to talk to God about it. So one thing I'm going to say to you, I know you would love your grandmother, and I, you want to be on the same page. I am not diminishing that. But the first thing you have to do is honor God first in everything you do. Not worship your grandmother, or her religion, or her opinions, or worry about you know what your adult son's doing at the moment. Like you said, you can work on that later. You can work on all of this later. But if you're taking your steps from what God is telling you to do step by step, and you hold on to his hand, and you keep asking him where he wants you to be, he's going to walk you down this path step by step to where he wants you to be and bring light to your world and into your path. And that's the most important thing to keep in mind, you know, that that, that God, um, when he calls us, we, we follow him wherever he leads. And and that's 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 got to be rooted in, in prayer. Um, and you have to take it one step at a time. And so, um, you know, going to experience Mass and, continue, and bringing that experience to prayer and seeing what the next step God wants you to take, all of that is, is critically important. Um, but I want to just highlight something that Lisa said about, you know, not... You know, we 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 love people, you know, whether that's our spouse or our grandparent or or whoever, but we don't ever want to put them on the altar where God should be, and and worrying about somebody else's opinion about what God is calling us to do, in effect, makes that person an idol, and and we don't want to do that. As, as tempting as it is, and under as understandable for our as it own is. sake and also for their sake, we don't want to build them up with so much pride that they don't end up really following God to where he wants them to be as well we want to be able to give them that that fluid relationship with him where they can follow him so i'm going to ask you again tiffany to be praying every single day go step by step through this absolutely 
attend a mass. You may want to talk to any Catholics you know to say, you know, where can I go to a really great mass around here? But I also want you to remember that even Peter, right, when he was walking on the water, suddenly he had all these doubts. You may start to do this and then get scared. Grandma's going to be mad. My son's going to be upset. Da, 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 da. Do what Peter did. Reach out to Jesus. Keep asking him to guide you. He will guide you through this to where he wants you to be. Thank you for the call, Tiffany. We've got to go to break, but when we come back, we're continuing to take your calls on our show titled Relationship Reboot as we talk about the challenge of getting along with other people. And if there's something coming between you and someone you care about and you're not sure how to bridge that gap, whatever the issue is, let's talk it out and find grace-filled ways to reboot those relationships. 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. Again, that's eight seven seven five seven three seventy eight twenty five. The wisdom of Mother Angelica, and we need to pray for all our world leaders and all those who are in such danger. See, in a day and age where people are getting further away from God, you get further away from goodness. Only God is good. You remember what our Lord said when they, "Why do you call me good?" He said. Only God is good. Only God. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with the book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. Thank you for joining us on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Relationship Reboot, as we talk about how to break through the barriers that come up between us and other people, whether they're caused by those injuries or slights that we give to one another, the conflicts and disagreements that happen, or you know, if you're not even sure why the relationship isn't working, give us a call at 877-573-7825. Let's talk with Ellen, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Ohio on St. Gabriel Radio. Hi, Ellen. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hi. Um, my story has a lot of history and nuances, and I'll, but I'll try to keep it short. You can ask me you know, any questions you need. Uh, and thank you for taking my call, by the way. But, You're very um, welcome. My son, he's, a, he's an adult. He has a family 
He has a full-time job. But in the past, he made some bad choices, and my husband and I probably enabled him too much. And, you know, we're trying to change that, and I think he is trying to change. But sometimes some of his history comes back and bites him a little bit. And he recently, um, about six months ago, he had an auto accident, and he wasn't carrying insurance because his finances didn't allow it, and he didn't want to ask us for money. And um, But now he owes a large sum, and he come to us because it was just impossible for him to pay. And I said, you know, I'll set you up with a 1000 bucks to get you started because it was $10,000. But the insurance said he could pay monthly almost a $400 sum. But I said, you'll have to figure out how to do that. And he's doing it, but he's got a full-time job. Now he's got a second job in the evenings, you know, and he's got four children. Mm-hmm. And I just know that's going to be hard and difficult. But I'm so proud of him, and I want to support yeah. him, but not by handing him money. And I'm looking for ways to do that, you know, to keep encouraging him and to support him in any way I can that isn't making it easy for him, but, Well, you know, good for you. No, I mean, honestly, um, I, I'm going to ask you to hang on over the break because we've only got about a minute before they, they it's, it's our hard break and they, they'll play us out here, but, but, but I have <laughs> to have... want to give you a full answer. Yeah, I do have some thoughts and questions, and, and uh, but I wanted to start by saying... You know, this is so much a better situation than what we usually get calls about. I want to say bravo. Uh, so, yeah. You're doing a great job, Mama. There are things we can do to help you deal with that. This is hard. It's hard to watch our children struggle, even when they're grown, even when they have kids of their own. They're still our kiddos, and we just it, it hurts. It's hard to watch, but there are ways you can really support him in getting his life really on track. So we'll talk about that. Well, and the, and the fact that, that he is working two jobs right yes. now, he's taking his responsibilities seriously. You know, everybody has setbacks. Everybody experiences hardships, and sometimes, you know, we don't always make the best decisions. But he, you know, from what you're describing, he's working really hard to get his life in order and to be a responsible uh, husband and father and provider. Uh, and so, you know, I I, I want to commend you and him on that. That that makes things a little bit more straightforward than they might be if he was, you know, not being quite so responsible or just leaning on you to take care of these things without taking responsibility for himself. So when we come back after these messages, I'll have uh, some questions and some other thoughts for you. So hang on, Ellen. And listeners, if you are looking to reboot a relationship, give us a call at 877-573-7825. We'll be back in a minute. There is essentially one true priest, says the Catholic Catechism, and that is Jesus Christ. All others are his ministers. There is the common priesthood in which all of the baptized and confirmed faithful participate according to their vocation. Bishops and priests make up the ministerial priesthood, which is essentially at the service of the common or holy priesthood, the faithful. Jesus is the one unique mediator between God the Father and the faithful. With a single offering, he brought about salvation once and for all. Still, that sacrifice is made present through the celebration of the Mass. Christ is made present through the ministerial priesthood without diminishing the uniqueness of his own priesthood. This is Peggy Stanton. 
And this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. Father Benedict Groeschel. In the church we speak of seven gifts. Wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, loyalty, courage, and reverence or fear of the Lord. When I speak about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and these gifts come, they give you the ability to go beyond your strength. If you're struggling to be a good person, a good member of your religion, you know it's a struggle and you don't always make it. I've been at it many, many decades and I still struggle and trip and fall and have holes in my socks. Struggling to be a good person, something that we need help at. And this help comes to us by these gifts of the Holy Spirit. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. Hi, I'm Lisa Popchek. Our children don't belong to us. They belong to God. God gives his earthly children earthly parents because he wants them to be able to feel his love through your body and see his face in your eyes. Christian moms and dads are meant to be the face of God to our kids. That's a beautiful thought, but it can be a little intimidating. Don't worry. God wants to parent with you, and he gives us his grace to raise his kids well. That said, this mindset requires us to be open to parenting differently than how we were raised or what comes naturally to us. No matter how good your parents were, they weren't as perfect as our Heavenly Father is. And no matter how well we turned out, we aren't saints. Yet, every day, ask God to help you be the parent He wants you to be. Ask Him to give you the grace to love generously correct gently and let your kids know that you delight in the gift they are to you pray that god will help you be the parent he's calling you to be and enable you to bring out the best in your kids to learn more check out our book parenting your kids with grace or visit catholichom.com Folks, you are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today our show is titled Relationship Reboot, as we talk about you know, those people in your life that you care about, whoever they are, um, but are struggling to get along with the way you'd like or be as close to as you'd like. You know, often relationships are complicated, and uh, getting along with other people is never easy, no matter who they are. We want to help you break through those relationship barriers and build more graceful connections with your spouse, your young or adult kids, your friends, coworkers, you name it. We want to help you create those connections that enable you to have healthier, stronger, more supportive relationships. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Now, before the break, we were talking with Ellen from Ohio, who is talking about her relationship with her son. Uh, And her son has been trying to take responsibility for his life. He has two jobs. He has four kids. 
Uh, he, but, you know, he wasn't making a lot of money, so he let his car insurance lapse and got into a situation where he now owes $10,000 to the insurance company for an accident that he was in. Uh, Ellen was asking, you know, how much support can I, should I give him? You know, I, I want to be able to support him, but I also don't want to just keep giving him money. Uh, is that a fair summary, Ellen? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so let me ask you just a quick question here. Um, you know, in terms of, you mentioned that he has some history and some struggles in the past. You know, is is he, uh, was he struggling with drugs or alcohol? Or kind of what, what just, what, what's the difficulties that you're concerned about here that, that kind of sometimes... Um, well, it's sort of been, you know, like a long string, you know, where um, he, he had to, he got a girl pregnant in high school and then... You know, they attempted at a life, and it was hard, and they had two kids, and they got a divorce. And then, um, and we weren't Catholic at the time, by the way. I am now, but, uh, you know, our family was not. And mm -hmm. anyway, then he um, he got into alcohol when the divorce happened, you know, and that kind of took him down a wrong road mm -hmm. for a while. And, and now... Uh, in actuality, the woman he's with now, he's living with her, and it's his, mine, and ours. They have, she has kids, he has kids, you know, they have a child together, and sure. um, it's just been, but he's... So there's he's a lot always, going on, but but know, he's he's trying hard yeah, to get his life worked, back in order. But yeah, mm -hmm. the, like the alcohol put him, you know, without a license for a while, and that made his insurance yeah. higher, and so sure. everything just kind of has, okay. you know set him up for you know it's and it's his fault and i probably helped him too much in the beginning you know and it made him not correct soon enough you know but um, we're definitely trying to you know yeah. Sure. All right. Well, what I want to do is, you know, I, I'm not gonna. I don't want to tell you, you know, uh, what to do exactly here. What I want to do is give you some principles to take to prayer um, to to help guide you in your ongoing relationship with your son. Um, and and so, in 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 Catholicism, there there's this principle called subsidiarity, and basically, it's just a fancy word for saying that that. The people who are closest to the problem have the greatest responsibility for the problem, which which doesn't mean that we shouldn't help, but it, it does um, kind of qualify or or provide some context for what kind of help is actually helpful. So, if when we swoop in and and take care of a thing for somebody, uh, you know, without without giving them a chance to really work on it for themselves then we, 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 can, we can cripple somebody. I actually love this principle of, of subsidiarity in parenting because, you know, when, when an infant is first born, we are the go-to. We are it. They can't do anything for themselves. But then we slowly learn to give that freedom to work stuff out as they grow older. And we let them, when they're adults work out as much as they possibly can because now all of that is sort of on them and yet we still love them and want to be there to let them have somebody in their life to support them in, in ways that will help them move along their way. But how does that tie into the idea of generosity, which is really important too? Well, the, the, they, they go together this way. It's like we should always be prepared to work hard to help other people, you know, to use whatever gifts we've been given to, to bless other people. But we need to be careful not to work harder on another person's problems than they are. 
Um, it, you know, if, if they're working as hard as they possibly can, and, and, but what they're doing just isn't enough, then coming in and helping um, doesn't, doesn't disrespect subsidiarity because you know, they can't do more. They're already doing everything they can do. Uh, and so um, we, you know, we can't expect them to you know, make miracles happen right. on their own power. They, they can do everything they can do, and then they need help. And that's when the body of Christ can come in and provide additional assistance. That's where you, know, you look at your son and you say, he is, he is absolutely being as responsible as he possibly can. He's working as hard as he can on this. It's just not meeting the mark. And so I'm going in you know, to use the gifts God has given me to be merciful and generous and, and try to help him meet that mark. Where we get into trouble is where we start working harder on the other person's problems than they are. That person isn't working harder. They're not taking full responsibility. You know, they're, they're, they they're, see your help coming toward them, and it makes them slothful. It makes them give up on themselves in terms of their own capabilities, and they just sit there and they absorb what other people give them, but they don't strive for anything on their own. Then we're hindering them. Yeah, because they, instead of learning how to work hard to overcome their own struggles... Um, they, you know, they, they just sort of sit back, play video games, and let let us take care of them, right? Uh, and so that that's what we want to avoid. So as you move forward and pray about the kind of support you want to give to your son, and and knowing how to offer help that's actually helpful, you want to really look at the situation and say, is he working as hard as he reasonably can? You know, is he being as responsible as I would like him to be? Um, and and if he is, and he's still not meeting that mark of whatever that is, then you could provide whatever support you are capable or desire to to, to provide, um, and that would not be inappropriate or or or, or crippling, you know, or codependent, um, because he really is working hard. Um, on the other hand, if you feel like there are things that he should be doing that he's not doing yet, it's okay to say, you know, son, I would like to be able to help you but I really need to see you doing X, Y, or Z first. Or I could help you to this degree because of the effort that you're making, but I can't go past that because I need to see you do X, Y, or Z first. Right, and so you know you can give him guidance on what you feel like he needs to be doing more of or better to get the, the support that you can provide. Um, and, you can, and, and you can base the level of support you're giving on the effort that you're seeing. Um, but but, but it, you, you should be prepared to work hard to help him as long as you're not working harder than he is. And you need to look for other ways to be supportive besides just giving money. You know, if things are difficult where he's, you know, working the two jobs and, and you know, he needs coverage for childcare at some point, not, you know, every day, all day, because you're t- absorbing what he should be doing to provide for his childcare in other ways. But you're saying, oh, yeah, I can be available for this. Yes, I can I show up because, you know, one of the kids is uh, feeling a little under the weather and can't go to daycare or whatever those things are. Have that open spirit led by prayer, you know, always saying, Lord, before I say yes or no, what do you want me to do in this situation? What will help him be his best self? What do the people in this situation need? And also make him a partner in this, you know, really, you know, talk to him, not just about the financial piece of it, but say, you know, I really see that you're working hard. You know, where, where do you feel like you're, you know, you need more support? You know, what, what are the things that, that, that aren't coming together the way you'd like them to? Is, is, is it just the financial piece of it, or are there other things that I could do as well? You know, and just really kind of get it all out there on the table so that you have a clear sense of, of all the different kinds of support that he feels that he needs. And then, again, you, you, you take all that under to prayer, and, and you say, 
you know, all right, you know, he's working hard in these areas, but maybe not so as hard on those areas. I can help in these ways, but not in those ways. But but you're working hard to be as generous as you reasonably can based on the amount of effort he's putting into the thing. Um, you know, where you say that maybe you helped out more before, you know, I think that's where you were, you saw the codependence, right? You, he wasn't working as hard as he could have, and he wasn't being as responsible as he could have, and then you sort of swooped in and tried to help him out because you thought that, you know, doing that would give him a boost. And that's, you know, parents do that. We we, we don't want our kids to suffer. We want to kind of give them a little bit of grace and, and hope that, that they're going to kind of you know, spread their wings and take off from there. Often what ends up happening, though, is we end up clipping their wings a little bit. So now that he is working hard, you could probably afford to be a little bit more generous. But, but again, take this principle to prayer. Uh, so that you really uh, have a clear sense moving forward of, of what kinds of support you can give and what, what, and what help is actually helpful. Now, the one thing I just want to throw in at the end of this, Ellen, is you mentioned the alcohol situation in his past. I'm hoping that's completely in his past. If it is not, if this is something that he actually relies upon or has some form of addiction to, if you're concerned about that, one of the things you can support him in is making sure that he is in a good 12-step program because that's going to keep him not only away from alcohol that's going to, you know, sidetrack him from his life, but give him the kind of supports he needs so that he can continue to work so hard to be the best person he can be. So if that's at all an issue in his life, make sure that you're encouraging that, even in those cases to the point of driving him to meetings if he needs to get there and the car is unavailable. But that's the kind of support you really want to make sure you're leaning into. Yeah, whatever help, whatever help is actually enabling him to take more responsibility for his life as opposed to kind of the help that quote-unquote swoops in and just sort of takes away the responsibility from him. Thanks so much for the call, Ellen. And we are taking your calls, listeners, on our show today titled Relationship Reboot, as we talk about, you know, how relationships can be complicated and how getting along with other people, no matter who they are, is never easy. And so whether you are struggling with your spouse, your younger or adult kids, your brothers and sisters, your parents, friend and friends, coworkers, you name it, we're talking about all those relationships today. And if you're having a hard time getting along with someone you care about or who's important to you for some reason, and conflict is undermining that connection, or uh, you're having a hard time getting past certain hurts or slights, or you know what? Maybe you don't know what's wrong. They just pull back, and you're not sure why or what to do about it. Let's talk it out and find some grace-filled ways to reboot those relationships. The number, again, 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. As we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one can see the Lord. All right, so this is St. Paul giving us two really important bits of advice that apply to our show today. The first one, this idea of strive for peace with everyone. Now, there's a lot of misunderstanding about this. People think that means just, you know, be that, be that person that goes along to gets along with everybody. You know, be nice. Um, It's more than that. It's deeper than that. St. Augustine, we talk about this all the time on the show, St. Augustine reminds us that peace is the tranquility that results from right order. You know, so what that means is that we have to work for peace. You know, and if there's an injustice, if there's a problem, um, we need to work to fix it. And, And so being at peace with others means that I'm committed to working out the problems between us, the problems that stop us from being able to get along as well. It doesn't mean wallpapering over those things. It means working through those things. And then the second part of this is striving for the holiness without which 
uh, without which no one will see the Lord. You know, like going back to our previous caller, Tiffany, who was sharing um, that her grandmother would really object if she converted to Catholicism, although she feels that the Lord is leading her in that direction. You know, we have to be careful to place God on the altar, yeah. not other people. And that's what St. Paul's really talking about here. You know, we, we put, we, to strive for that holiness means to put God first in everything that we do. And put our prayer to him, our communication with him, so he can be our guide. Not our feelings, not other people's reactions, but what we're really being led to by God through prayer, through the sacraments, through the teachings of the church, so that we can stay on his course for our relationships instead of, you know, all those things that can toss us about. So what St. Paul is saying here is is work to overcome the problems that stand between you and the people in your life. And in doing that, make sure that you're always putting God on the altar and letting God be your guide in those situations. Not how you feel, not how they're going to react, not any of that other noise, but really what God is calling you to in that relationship to work for that right order. So here we go again. Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Hebrews 12, 14. We have to go to break. When we come back, we're continuing to take your calls on our show titled Relationship Reboot. If you're having a hard time getting along with someone you care about or who is important to you for whatever reason, whether conflict is undermining that connection or you're having a hard time getting past a particular hurt or slight, or maybe you just don't know what's getting in the way and you're not sure how to fix it, well, we're here to help with all of those situations. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your calls right after the break. This Ave Maria program is brought to you by the following. Weaving its way through the heart of the Holy Land is a well-worn path that once felt the footsteps of our biblical faith heroes, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, King David, and Jesus. From sponsor TVN with host David Friedman and Mike Pompeo comes a sacred journey of hope along Route 60, the Biblical Highway. In theaters September 18th and 19th, it's Route 60, the Biblical Highway. Information in Route60.movie. That's Route60.movie. Does waving to a neighbor improve our well-being? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. According to a Gallup survey from last month, it does make us feel better. It's hard for some people to wave or even say hello to a neighbor. For some, it's just the opposite. In our community in Michigan, neighbors drive by and rarely wave. In Florida, where we spend some time, it's just the opposite. The survey indicates that people who regularly say hello to multiple neighbors have higher well-being scores. The perfect zone of well-being is six greetings. A greeting may be a wave, a hello, a fist bump, or even a grunt. There are other benefits like feeling safe, financial well-being, and even career well-being. In Scripture, 1 Peter teaches us to keep loving one another earnestly and show hospitality without grumbling. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on how friendliness leads to well-being at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. This program is brought to you by the following nonprofit underwriter. CMF Turo is the Catholic healthcare option you've been searching for. From concierge service to ethical consultations to partnerships with one of the nation's largest healthcare sharing ministries, CMF Turo offers a pro-life Catholic approach to your overall health and well-being. Find out today if CMF Curo is right for you. Call 833-GET-CURO. That's 833-G-E-T-C-U-R-O. Or visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa. 
and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today on More to Life, our show is titled Relationship Reboot, as we talk about all the people in our life and the challenges we sometimes have in connecting with them the way we'd like, either because of conflicts or disagreements, past hurts or slights that are hard to get past, or mysterious circumstances which have caused them to withdraw from us and we don't know what to do about it. We are here for you. 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Maria, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Louisiana. Hi, Maria. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Um, My husband and I are going to be attending an archdiocesan retreat. It's not really a retreat. It's for couples that are having um, issues. And our biggest okay. issue is just really communication. It's a second marriage for both of us. My first one was an annulment, uh, and I went into this one. <laughs> and we weren't married in the church, and the, uh, the, the marriage isn't blessed yet. We're in that process okay. of this husband going through his um, annulment okay. process. But here's mm-hmm. the thing. Our biggest thing is communication, and I want some advice on this weekend coming up for it to be fruitful, because I know one of the biggest concerns for him is he feels like, I don't listen to him, and I want to say 100%. I feel like I do, but I think it's my facial expressions. Well, what does that mean? Well, give me an example of of a situation where he would say, you know, Maria doesn't listen to me about this. Okay, like yesterday. (laughs) Um, We have rental property, and there's a vacancy. And I found out last week that the uh, people were moving out and other people were moving in, which was great. And um, I said, well, um, did you put uh, tile or wood instead of the carpet? Because these were originally built in the 70s. He said, oh, no, I left that in there. I was like, oh, I don't think that's a good idea. This is like our, you know, our investment. This is our, you know, I think as they move out, we need to kind of slowly upgrade to. And I feel like right away, you know, he's a country boy from North Carolina. Here's what he's hearing. This is my wife saying what she thinks. But here's the thing. It makes sense. So anyway, we skipped No, that's not you listening to him, though. That's him not listening to you. <laughs> that's what I feel. And, <laughs> so then, and, then, and listen, God, God, listen, about 90% of my day is just spent with God, whatever I'm doing. And it's because I'm in this place to where I'm not a judgmental person at all, but it comes off as I am because whenever I'm explaining a situation... For example, then he called yesterday and skipped over the carpet and said, I'm going to be putting in two new vanities, which that made me feel good, thinking, oh, he must have changed the carpet, but he didn't tell me. So I don't know if he put in wood or tile, so now he's even taking it further with the cabinets. I'm like, oh, that's great. I'm like, just make sure, you know, there's, you pick the one that makes the most sense. And the reason I say that is because I remember one time I asked him to get a, um, a toilet, but he got the round toilet, not the other toilet. And it's like things aren't discussed. <laughs> I'm going I'm to jump in because I've only got about three minutes here, and I, and I, we, I, I get what you're saying. Okay? Yeah, I hear so, what you're saying. So here's what I think he means, all right? Um... Most of the time, couples end up sort of polarizing their discussion. Do I do this or don't I do this? Right? So he, you, know, you say, you know, I want to change the carpet, and then the conversation becomes, do we change the carpet or don't we change the carpet? What, what ends up getting missed in that is what are his concerns about changing out the carpet? for instance, right? So maybe it's that he feels like he doesn't have enough time. Maybe he doesn't feel like he has enough help. Maybe he doesn't, maybe he doesn't feel he, like he has enough money it. to do it. Maybe he doesn't feel like but, he has the right skills. And, 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 and so rather than eliciting those concerns, 
you guys just end up arguing about whether you change the carpet or not. And I know that's just one example. I think you could probably apply this to any situation. So what I think he's trying to get at in his own way is that he would like for you guys to create some space where he could share what his concerns are with you. You know, instead of just being, well, why didn't you change the carpet? It's like, well, can you help me understand what you were concerned with that made you not want to change the carpet? Not that you're saying that he can talk you out of it or that he should talk you out of it, but that you want to be able to understand what those concerns are and then solve for them, right? So in any in any conversation, it's not, do we do this or don't we do this? That That becomes immediately polarized. It's, well, I'd like to do this, and you don't seem to want to. Can you help me understand what your concerns are? So maybe we could either we could either solve for those things, or I could understand why it's not a good idea right now. And and so when he says you're not listening to him, even though the example you gave sounded like he wasn't listening to you, what I think he's saying you're not listening to is all the stuff he's not saying, which is really hard to listen to <laughs> when somebody's not saying something. And when you get to the back and forth, which is what's happening, it happens to everybody, so I'm not saying you know you guys are doing something unusual here, you start getting the back and forth, the minutia of it all, you forget to stop and ask those questions. So you know what needs to happen here is to create that space where he feels a little more comfortable sharing those concerns. And I could tell even from the short call we had, you're a very passionate person, you have very good, strong opinions, and in a good way. Um, but I think that in the presence of that sort of persona, it might be hard for him to feel like he's got the space to say, well, look, Maria, here's what I was thinking, and here's why, you know, well, here's what my concerns would be. I think, uh, you didn't mention the name of the program, but you know, it's an archdiocesan retreat for couples who are struggling in their relationship. That sounds like something called Retrovi. Um, which means rediscovery. It's it's a it's, it's a program for couples who are struggling in their relationship, and, and it really teaches those communication skills. And I think that the dialogue exercise that you're probably going to learn this next weekend is going to be great for you, because what it does is it it helps um, if if you're doing what I think you're doing, uh, it helps couples create that opportunity. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. Create that opportunity to really um, say, okay, look, this is what I heard you say. This is how what you're saying is coming across to me, which is going to help with this process that I'm describing. Um, but whether or not you, you do that in this in this upcoming weekend, um, that's what I want you to focus on. Okay, not just responding to his resistance as if he's putting up a roadblock to doing what you want to do, um, and then arguing about well, this is why I want you to do it. Why didn't you do it? Um, instead, saying, look, I, this is important to me, and I really think this would be a good idea to again in the example that you gave, put down tile or wood instead of carpet. Um, but help me understand what your concerns are because it seems like you 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 are resistant to that. So don't don't treat the resistance as a rejection. Treat it as information that he's trying to communicate a concern, but he's not getting the words out, and he needs the space to to really find the words and communicate them to you. Create that space by asking those questions instead of just going immediately to, well, he didn't do it. Now I have to figure out how to convince him to do it. All right. Maria, I hope that those suggestions will get you started. I am glad to hear that you're going on that weekend. If there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com to check out all of the books and resources we have available to help enhance your marriage and also learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help you transform your marriage, family, or personal life in the light of God's grace. We are here to help. That's catholiccounselors.com. Remember, folks, when we live in God's grace, there is so much more to life. Get out there and celebrate the life God has for you. Thanks for tuning in today. Have a blessed day.
been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchuk. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.